You're listening to a podcast from 702. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. 16 after 4 now. So, the, uh, two days ago I received an email from Viv and I'm going to read you this email. It says, Hi, Kolani. With cancer, it is well known that the sooner you find a cancer and prevent its spread, the more chances you have of survival. Why does it seem that discovery is doing the opposite? As a 54-year-old female, will I even meet their criteria? Surely some form of explanation should be given to members. I wrote to Discovery and they sent me the below. Then it says, Discovery Medical Aid in their screening and prevention benefits for 2017 for breast cancer and cervical cancer says members will now only be covered for one mammogram every two years and one pap smear every three years. This could previously be done every year. Apparently, at-risk members will be covered for one mammogram or breast MRI test as well as a pap smear once a year. However, Discovery does not discuss or mention which members are considered at risk. All they say is that this will be based on a skim's clinical entry criteria and nowhere at Discovery can they tell you what these are. A woman needs this vital check every year. Please, can you highlight this on your show and ask Discovery what was the intention and how do they expect members to pay out of their own pockets? Kind regards, Viv. So that is the email I received two days ago. Since then, then, a lot of you have called uh, concerned about actually what does it all mean. Some are saying, well, actually, there is some scientific reason behind this. Uh, there is a discussion all over the world about having these kind of tests done on a regular basis, etc., etc. About 15 or 20 minutes ago, I, I took a call from Dr. Liora, who is in Ilovo, also consults with patients on this issue. And I'm going to put her back on the line now. But I've also now jo- been joined on the line by Dr. Nolutando uh, Namatsurani, Head of Discovery Center of Clinical Excellence. I've got to welcome you on the line, Dr. Namatsurani. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Polani. Much appreciated. I'm also joined on the other line by Professor Carol Ben. She is an oncologist and breast cancer surgeon. A very good afternoon to you, Professor Carol Ben. Hi, good to be on. No, thank you very much. Before I come to the both of you then, let me go to Dr. Liora who called earlier on and I wanted to, to just repeat some of the things that she was telling us. Dr. Liora, you are concerned yes. about the state Hi. of play. Hi. Yes, hi. Sorry, I'm, I'm Dr. Leora Swayden. Um, I'm a radiologist in, private pra- radiologist in private practice and I super specialize in breast health. So my greatest concern, not only being a healthcare provider, but a patient on Discovery Medical Aid, are what, you know, the, the, in, the premiums are going up next year. They're removing a life-saving screening benefit. Um, how can they justify that 50% of breast cancers are not felt by patients? They don't present as lumps. We rely on early screening to save lives. You know, Prof. Ben will agree we pick up a lot of stage 1 and stage 2 diseases, um, which ensure a 90% five-year survival rate. Um, we're removing that privilege from patients, the right to live. How does, just, how does Discovery justify that? All right. And, and uh, Dr. Leora is not the only one. Okay, so I'm going to put you back on hold here, Dr. Leora, because I've got a lot of SMSs as well where people are saying something like this. In fact, I'm going to read you one from somebody who uh, works in the space. Hi, XG. I'm a mammographer with over 20 years' experience. Annual breast screening is vitally important in picking up early changes in the breast tissue, which may need to be biopsied or followed up. Annual mammography in age appropriation patients saves lives. That's current. Dr. Nolutu, please explain to us the basis of this decision by discovery. Okay, thank you so much, Colani. Maybe let me first uh, start by just explaining what the changes look like for yeah. 2017. 
So uh, the changes really are around the frequency of screening, and they are informed by a, a global uh, uh, trends and, and also clinical evidence that uh, we have in, in, in possession. So if you look at everywhere else in the world, I mean, if you look at the UK, they actually even screen every three years. And, and I think uh, maybe to respond to the doctor who has just spoken about us taking the right to live, so we're not saying members must not screen. I think everybody who knows Discovery and who knows uh, that we have a vitality program that is actually there to incentivize screening because we believe that screening is vital for our members and we also believe in early pickup. But what I would like maybe for us to discuss is really the literature that talks about the, the difference between doing it yearly versus two yearly. I think out there, uh, there is uh, the, the the data that's out there actually does not show much superiority between biennial uh, versus annual screening. So this is the main reason. And I think for us, what we uh, have also done for 2017 is to say, as much as we're saying those members who are at average risk must uh, get uh, two yearly screenings, we are creating a high-risk member basket. So for those members who have got a family history of, of breast cancer or members who have had breast cancer themselves will uh, be able to... Um, screen annually and we are actually even uh, affording them other benefits that they didn't have access to previously like the genetic uh, testing like BRCA we are also allowing them to do MRI scanning specifically for the younger uh, patients uh, who are younger than 40 okay. so so it's 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 really not about reducing benefits so yes we do understand the premiums are going up and i think there's been discussions around the reasons for the, the premiums going up, okay. which is so, not but, actually... But on a, on a very level. basic level, uh, Dr. Yes. Moltando, the premiums yes. are going up and the screenings are going down. No, the screenings are not going down. So like I just said to you, we are reducing the frequency, but we are creating a richer, a high-risk member basket for the members who are at high risk because of their family history or their, or their uh, individual personal history of, of breast cancer. We're actually enriching those benefits. But isn't by that, sorry to interrupt you, isn't that a little bit of a gray area that, where you talk about high-risk areas? Because uh, some may not know that actually they are high-risk, that they're in that category. So this is actually, I think for me, I must say that this is actually an exciting opportunity now that we are on radio for people to be educated about their risks. So, uh, I mean, there was a time when everybody knew about Angelina Jolie who had uh, bilateral mastectomies. And there was some discussion around who are these patients who are high risk, who based on their family history, should be getting some form of genetic testing, should be screened more frequently. And I think our benefits actually lacked in that regard okay. because we didn't really cater for them well. We actually bucketed everyone in this big okay. uh, 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 breast uh, cancer screening program. All right. let, let me turn now, to, uh, sorry to, to okay. interrupt you. I, I need Professor Carol Ben then to come through. Professor, do you understand what Discover is doing? So the thing is, screening is about health economics. There's no question about it. The whole world has moved from to less screening. So discovery is not wrong in going for less screening. The fact of the matter, in South Africa, there's never been a screening program. So we need to be clear what we're educating people for. Screening is like wearing a seatbelt. You put your seatbelt on in case when you drive, you have an accident. 
It doesn't prevent the accident. So I'm fully in agreement in terms of what they're doing and in terms of the different screening baskets. What we need to be is sensible. So the fact of the matter is we've never had screening in South Africa. So I agree with the radiologists is that we want people to come in every year. But if someone has a symptom, they need to access a service. So if you've got a breast pain or a mass or discharge, you have a full mammogram and ultrasound in South Africa. Whereas if you're in the US or the UK, be it three early or two early, you have a one-shot mammogram, no ultrasound, no clinical examination. Mm. So in that way, we're actually better off. Because if you go to our radiologists here, they do a proper mammogram, two views, and an ultrasound. So that's where we're different. Technically, we don't screen. We do a full investigation on anyone who arrives, and we want that. Mm. So anyone who has a symptom has to access, and I think basically what Discovery has done from a health economic view, and I speak not as in not even being on Discovery, but they've changed their basket. They've said, if you're going to go, just go every second year. If you've got a problem, you can access through your GP every year, and if you are high risk go and have the benefit of others. So I think they've taken their scale of funding, and I'm speaking under correction, and said this is how we look at it. I am fully into education. Yeah. 20 years ago, 80% of our patients presented with cancers over 5 centimeters, now 60%. If in five years we can get it down to 40% of our patients present with palpable cancers, we have a big problem about education in this country. Oh, which is ex- which I think is what Dr. Leora was talking about, Professor, because she, and again, sure. I may be misquoting it, but she sure. was talking about at least 50% of the people do not feel the symptoms that you're talking about. Absolutely. But they don't examine their breasts. So if you have a symptom, you can go via your GP for a mammogram. I don't think Discovery is saying, and I could be wrong, if you feel something you're not worried about, go for your mammogram. That's not screening. That is going and having a mammogram. Screening is you get a piece of paper that's handed to you to say, don't forget to do this every two years, whether you have a symptom or not. And I think what we need to do is educate our our, our populace, our people, to say, if you feel a problem, go go to your doctor. But let me ask you this, Professor. Should we not start by educating our population first and then say, well, because now you are educated, you don't have to come for a screening every year. Absolutely. So, so we may be putting the cart before the, the horse here. Year. Absolutely. If you feel the breast, they feel the same every year, go every second year, as long as you're going. And I want to point out that we have access to good service in our government units as well. I mean, I run a unit at Helen Joseph. I've set up Baron Hill and Joburg Jen. There's good service. And the guys in private do amazing work. And they need to be accessed if people have symptoms or every two yearly. So... What Dr. Leora says is right, but we need to educate everyone out there so that we improve the discrepancy between big advanced cancers and tiny non-detectives. Sure. Let me bring back uh, Dr. Noltando just uh, on this issue of education then. I, I, of course, I'm, I'm mindful of the fact that you have a responsibility only to your members, but we yeah. do need... So should, are we not putting the cart before the horse? Should we not then be saying, let's educate first when we are certain that people know what the symptoms look like and they know how to self-test, etc. Then we can say, come to us only when... Because it's very well and good for you to compare us with the UK, but the levels of education are completely different. 
So, I mean, Golani, like I said initially, we are a company that actually incentivizes people to do more screening. But what we're saying is, because right now we, we're seeing the same people going for the screening, what we want to do is to screen more than what we're screening, but at the right frequency. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it, it, it's, it's well and good to say, um, let's keep it annual, but it's the same people who are well-informed, who are educated, who are going. But the ones who are actually needing to be screened are actually not screening. Mm. So our screening rates are still very low. So we're saying let's uh, still, uh, obviously, using our incentive program, get people uh, uh, screened, but let's widen the net. Let's get more and more people screened. All right. I've got to uh, end it here. Listen, thank you all of you for coming through. Professor Carol Ben, uh, Dr. Nolutando Namatswirani, as well as Dr. Liora. Thanks indeed.